This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast, a breaking edition on this Monday as LSU defensive back Kerry Vincent Jr. has opted out of the 2020 season, becoming the second LSU starter to do so following Neil Farrell's decision uh, last week as as he decided to not play the 2020 season. But for Vincent, this means his LSU career is over. He's going to go and prepare for the 2021 NFL draft and take his talents to the next level. Farrell could still certainly come back and play next year for the Tigers. But for LSU, this is a player that Ended up playing in 14 games last year, eight starts. He's been pretty much the guy at nickel for LSU for much of the last really two years. And now uh, LSU is going to have an open competition at the position. And certainly Ed Ogeron has talked up a lot of different options at that position. But joining me now to break down really what this means for LSU is Sonny Ship. And Sonny, this is something that we kind of caught wind of last week. We heard maybe there might be some some second second thoughts to it, but uh, on Monday, Kerry uh, started off the week and made his announcement that he was foregoing his final year in Baton Rouge. Yeah, it definitely seems like uh, it definitely seems like something happened to expedite his decision because, like you said, you know, we'd heard that he may be having some some second thoughts, uh, you know, some thoughts of not being completely comfortable with, with, with playing this season and whatnot, but didn't think anything was, was that serious to the point to where, uh, you know, we were sitting around on Monday just waiting to see if, okay, is Kerry going to do it today or not? But, you know, it, when you look at it, when you look at it with Neil Farrell now, it, it, it shows you the depth that LSU had uh, entering this, you know, entering this fall camp in this season because you had two guys who may not have started, you know, between Neil Farrell, Glenn Logan, and Tyler Shelvin. You've got three guys on the defensive line right there who could have started. So, you know, Nick Farrell wasn't guaranteed to start. He would have been a big playmaker for LSU, led him in tackles last year for all defensive linemen and stuff. And then Kerry Vincent kind of in the same boat. You had Maurice Hampton. You have Jacoby Stevens at safety. Ed Orgeron has talked talked up both of those guys as being starters. So in the base 4-3, Vincent may not have been on the field. And so – but now all of a sudden when you look at Vincent and how this impacts LSU, I think it hurts him in a couple places. One is nickel because, you know, that's a position that Vincent – has played much of his career before last year playing a little more safety than he than he was uh, used to, but now, now you've got that thrust Cordell Flott into that uh, you know that that quote unquote starting position when they go to their nickel defense, and not a lot of not a lot of experience depth after him. You have Jay Ward, you have Rodarius uh, Darius Jones. Neither one of them really played a, a ton last year, especially uh, Jones who redshirted. And then, uh, you know, at safety now, LSU, I tell you what, man, I, I think this is where it hurts them the most because they are one injury away from being in a bad position, in my opinion. 
because you have Hampton and you have Stevens as your two starters at safeties. You have Todd Harris, who's still not 100%, but I think he will be as close to 100% as you can get by the time September 26 rolls around. Then you have Cam Lewis, who we saw uh, thrust into the lineup against Alabama last year when they had when they had some injuries on the back end. And other than that, you really have Jordan Tolles, a true freshman who was there in the spring for that limited spring. But after that, you don't really have much depth at all. You know, do they move a guy like Dwight McLaughlin over to safety? Who's a, you know, he's a big guy, 6'1", 180. Do they, do they make a move like that to try to build some depth? You have to think that they're going to do something to try to shore up uh, that depth a little bit. Yeah, and that nickel position is certainly the one that most everybody's going to to point to and say, okay, well, what next? And I think you mentioned it, and Ed Ogeron has talked him up a lot this summer, too. It's Cordell Flott. He played a lot as a true freshman, and really that Alabama game, he played very well in some certain situations there uh, for, for the Tigers. And I think that's where I hold the most confidence in right now is Cordell Flott's ability to step up he kind of reminded me a little bit of Greedy Williams as a true freshman, just kind of skinny and and out there, but super talented. And uh, while Greedy didn't play as a true freshman, he redshirted. Cordell had to play. Uh, that was kind of the depth situation at the corner spot. But now that 2019 recruiting classic corner is another year older. They've got plenty of talent. Radarius Jones has a size to play on the outside. Eli Ricks, the 2025 star signee uh, who's, who enrolled early, is is now – you know, practicing and, and getting back uh, into the mix after his uh, shoulder surgery this this spring. And so there's a lot of competition there at that corner spot uh, opposite Derek Stingley. And now with Kerry Vinson opting out, that nickel spot is going to be a little bit more, you know, one younger. But but I do think the talent is there for them to really have a, a chance to have a, somebody like Flott break out even more uh, as a, a sophomore this year. And I think – I share your concern on the safety position because when you have Stevens and you have Hampton and you don't know how Todd Harris is going to look coming back uh, and then you have Jordan Tolles, what do they do there? I do think the depth is okay at, at defense in defense in the defensive secondary as, uh, as a whole, but you're right. It's, it's, it's a situation where if somebody gets hurt, you're going to be hurting or at least looking for somebody who's relatively unproven to step up. And I think that's the most difficult thing about this is how does Bill Bush and, and Corey Raymond work things and, and figure out where they go uh, to kind of maybe create a little bit more depth or a little bit more security in that secondary. But it's a big loss. It's somebody that has played a lot of football for LSU. He's, he's an, he's an emotional guy. I think he's one of the team's leaders, especially in the secondary. I mean, everybody seems to know who Kerry Vincent Jr. is. And it's also probably, you know, a, a loss on the track and field team, too. I, it doesn't, I don't know what his plans are, but if he's preparing for the NFL Combine and doing all that, I'm not so sure he's going to be running around uh, getting all lean and everything for, for track and field. But uh, for LSU, I, I think Flott is the guy that steps up. He's got the talent. He showed it in, in flashes last year, and he's got the experience after playing as a true freshman. Yeah, I think Flott steps up, and I and I think I think I think two other guys who will who will benefit from uh, or or not I don't want to say benefit, but who will get more playing time now with Vincent out. I think it I think it it, it sets it up uh, a little more a little clearer 
for Eli Ricks to uh, to potentially win that starting job opposite of Derek Stingley. Uh, I, I just think that with Ricks, with with his size, with his length, he's the way that Corey Raymond likes to draw up his corners. And I've just been hearing a lot of good things about his work during the summer. And I think it also helps with Cameron Lewis in at the safety position, and not necessarily the safety position, but uh, Bo Pelini in his first go round at LSU, he liked to play. Uh, he he played a good bit of dime, and uh, that's when you bring that sixth defensive back on the field. And I think that that would have been a that would have been an area that Kerry Vincent you know, he would have been one of those six defensive backs on the field. I don't think there's any question about that. And so now I think I think that Todd Harris, Cameron Lewis that tandem right there, you know, one of those guys is going to get more opportunities now to get on the field. And, uh, you know, for a guy like Cam Lewis, who's a fifth year senior, he stuck around, didn't look to transfer or anything. Uh, you know, I think this is a situation that where we're going to see him uh, rise to the occasion, take advantage of the opportunity, take advantage of the option. He got the touchdown thrown against him last year at Alabama, but he did make a couple of plays when he was thrust into that lineup. And so, uh, you know, I think that those two guys are, are kind of the, the one-offs that you could see really kind of rise to the forefront and have uh, be more in the spotlight now with Vincent Gone. Yeah, and the spotlight is starting to shine. Fall camp started on Monday for LSU. The players are officially, quote-unquote, back in that fall camp mode. Now, they're in walkthroughs really pretty much all week. They're not allowed to get into pads or things like that. But things are taking that next step uh, towards the college football season. And, and Sonny, it's starting to feel like while we, we don't know if we're going to be allowed in, I don't necessarily think we are trying to keep that bubble around the players. But I'm sure we'll get at Ogeron some players. They'll start doing some Zoom meetings or what have you to uh, get this thing rolling. But it, it's about that time. It, it, it's starting to slowly take that step towards college football season with the SEC schedule coming out on Monday night as well. Hey, with fall camp, that's also drone season. That's where we have. To, that's where we have to get our drones, get them flying over the uh, flying over the practice field. Expense get those, that. <laughs> get those eyes and ears going, and uh, you know, go go, uh, go pull up a chair and sit there and look through the uh, look through the through the fence slats. <laughs> uh, I can see Ed Ogeron sitting out on that porch of his, and uh, may, maybe having a shotgun to take those things down uh, while practice is going on. <laughs> But it, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be an interesting fall camp, I think, without us being able to see the team. I, I, one, we're just going to have to rely on what we hear of certain, you know, from sources, from Ed Ogeron or whatnot. But I think, and Shay, and I, Shay Dixon and I were talking about this last week, I think it's going to be really, really competitive with all the, the position battles that LSU has going on. Yeah, and I think you've got, you know, you've got several position battles that if you stick to the defensive side of the ball alone, you've got, You've got both defensive end spots to where I don't think going into camp, I don't think you've got a guy that you look at and you say, okay, this is our dog at defensive end right here on either side. You know, you're going to have TK McClendon, Justin Thomas, Ali Gay, you know, Andre Anthony, BJ Ojolari, Philip Webb. You just got a lot of guys. You got a ton of guys. Ray Parker, Desmond Lill, the list goes on and on. You got a ton of guys who hasn't really shown you know, it has really hasn't proven a whole lot on the college level. Uh, some of them haven't even gotten a snap yet. So though, both of those positions are going to be very interesting to watch. On the second level, that battle for the third stack, uh, the, the uh, 
second stack linebacker spot opposite of Jabril Cox. That's going to be an interesting to watch where you got Micah Baskerville. You've got Ray Thornton. Uh, you know, you don't have a lot of depth, and that's another area to where you've got some guys, but you don't have guys who have played in the SEC and at the college level and who have gone out and, and really gotten a ton of snaps. And so, you know, those are some areas just on the defensive side of the ball. And then, of course, you got the center position on the offensive line, the right guard position, just a lot of good, a lot of good battles to, uh, you know, that's going to shake out over these next, over these next four and five weeks leading up to that opener on the 26th. Yeah, we'll be tracking it all on Go 24-7, so be sure to check us out. Take advantage of the 50% off annual subscriptions deal, as well as uh, subscribing to the Go 24-7 podcast to keep yourself in the loop as fall camp gets underway. Subscribe, rate, review, and submit your questions, too. We'll be doing a mailbag episode here on the podcast at some point this month, and there's going to be a lot to talk about as uh, Kerry Vincent Jr. certainly opts out, and as we look ahead, we want to break down uh, what it means for LSU. And, and we're going to hear from Ed Ogeron at some point about what it means. And uh, we'll react to that on the pod as well. So keep it locked on Go 24-7 for all the latest on LSU. For Sonny Ship. I'm Billy Embody. Appreciate you guys stopping by on this Monday with this breaking edition of the pod. And we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.